Good afternoon, Anchor Nation. This is 304 Southeast 3rd coming back for another episode of exciting updates. <laughs> so, still waiting to hear back from the VA in Temple. They extended me a job offer, but they're doing the processing, and so I haven't been given a start date. Continuing to work the job I'm at now, currently driving home from that job. And already, you know, it's it's been four weeks, not even a full 30 days, and there's already problems. So last week was tough. We were uh, short one person, and they slammed us with appointments back to back to back. Today was real, real easy. I had my patients in the morning. I did what I needed to do for them. Missed a few things here and there, but it, it's a learning process. You get better with practice. Not a big deal. Beat myself up because I look kind of stupid missing something, but you can go back and change it, and that's that. <sighs> but with one of my coworkers, the issue seems to be that this individual does not want to see patients. God dang it, man. You don't want to see patients. I get it, but the nurse practitioner comes out and then and says something about that patient waiting 30 minutes just to be seen, that's a problem. This isn't the ER. The, the ER, you know, people are accustomed to waiting, you know, an hour, 30 minutes to an hour to be just seen by a provider. We don't do that here. That's, we're a clinic. We're, a, we're an appointment clinic. They expect to be seen when their appointment time is. Now, on, in our defense, appointments get added throughout the day. And we have to be mindful and watchful of that. On top of all the things that we're responsible for, which are telephone calls, lab orders, documents being scanned and sent. Yeah, we're not just sitting you know, in a patient room Walking, working through the patient's problem and then typing it up on a computer. We're on the phone, we're drawing blood, we're spinning the blood, we're packaging it, uh, we're drawing up medications and giving injections and yada, yada, yada. So I don't want to sound like I'm judgmental of her and, and don't get me wrong. I think I, did, <laughs> I think I need to title my podcast, Don't Get Me Wrong. Don't get me wrong, yeah, I've, I've forgotten a few things. Um, or I overlooked something because I was doing something else. But this individual has been working here for months now. And for this individual to forget or just not pay attention or to be doing something else when we have patients and everybody can see the schedule that has the patients on there, something about that just doesn't sit well. And so what I've gotten into the habit today, which I think I need to stop that like quick, real quick, is offering up to do those patients for that individual instead of letting them do it. But we're given assignments. In the morning today, I was working with the nurse practitioner. In the afternoon, I was doing other stuff. And this individual that I'm complaining about was supposed to be taking the patients. I did three of those patients. Um, actually, that's wrong. I did four. That's that's about half. It's about half of the patients. Maybe maybe one less than half. 
if they had 10. I'm not exactly sure if they had 9 or 10 for this afternoon because we, we, we had some added after the fact. But that's, that's too many. And then on top of that, I'm trying to put stickers on the labs and keep up with the labs and make sure they're all entered correctly and, and check the temperature logs for all the fridges that we've got to operate because they have to be monitored and make phone calls for the next day because for the next day you're supposed to be contacting people and going over their their chart so that's ready for them when they come in and they go straight to the, the the doctor you don't have to spend 10 minutes going over the medications and talking about their history you just get the vitals if you can see anything that's wrong with them you report it and you go from there but I wasn't able to do that today because I was doing other things for this individual who was doing I, I don't know what what this individual was doing I know that I, I saw a couple of phone calls and then sitting in front of the computer doing something. I, I don't know what it was. But if, if you're not on the phone and you're using the computer, then you should be notified because we have a, a company chat software, an application that lets us uh, chat to each other on the PC in a group. And when a patient pulls up, we get notified. So when that patient got here, and it was a sweet old lady too, which I don't. I feel bad about that person having to sit out there for thirty minutes. She's in her seventies. I just we we got to do better in the future. And I, I, how do I approach this this person and tell them, look, I know I've only been here a, a, a fraction of the time that you have, but you're you're doing things that are making it harder for us. How do you do that? I don't know if I can, and I don't think I will. But I will get myself in the mindset that when I'm working the provider in the morning, um, I'm doing that. And then when I'm not working the provider, I'm doing whatever that is and not working the patient. Now, we have to be flexible in the sense that, let's say we've got a new person coming in and they've never been in our clinic before, that takes a while because we got to do a bunch of stuff uh, to get them recorded and establish baselines and all that good stuff. Um, that's Those are exceptions when the patient encounter is, is going on for a long time. But uh, aside from that, I just, I just can't because I get distracted and doing what I was doing to assist in being the backup, I wasn't able to document correctly in the afternoon. Like some of the stuff that I missed in the morning, that was on me. But some of the stuff in the afternoon, I should have been able to stay on top of because I shouldn't have been going back and forth to, to assist with patients. I should have stayed on what I was doing and focused on that. Ugh. Anyway, so work hasn't been the worst, but it hasn't been the best. We're supposed to be hiring some more folks, so that'll be nice. But then we also got an increased patient load, so we'll see how that goes. And they're going to start experimenting with after hours. So that's going to be interesting because I already got to drive an hour to get home. And this part is starting to suck. Um, I did get to meet up with, well, I say meet up. I did get to virtual chat with a guy I went to boot camp with who's in his 50s now. Uh, early 50s, maybe even late 40s. Not exactly sure. I didn't, you know, flat out ask him, hey, how old are you? 
Um, but when I was 19 in boot camp, he was 33, 32. I forget what the maximum age limit waiver was back then in 2006, but he was at the maximum, and they only let him in because he had a language proficiency in two languages, Indonesian and Mandarin. So he was actually my bunkmate. I slept on the rack above him, and uh, I got to video chat with him, and that was really cool. Because I haven't seen him in a long time. He's bald now. He shaves his head. Um, and, you know, his, from the resolution of the screen, which wasn't great because he's all the way in Indonesia, he hasn't looked like he's changed at all. Something about that Asian blood makes you, you don't, you don't age until, or you don't look your age until you hit like 60 and then you age all at once. And then you look older than you are for some reason. I know how that sounds, but damn it, it's true. <laughs> So, anyway, um, apart from that, I haven't really been going back and forth with my girlfriend too much, which that's nice to not be, you know, on edge, especially when I'm working what I'm working. Ugh. So that's good. She still hasn't heard back from the bar, which that's aggravating, but they take their time, so you just got to wait. But uh, it's it's been taking a break, so that's good. That's good. We we're not we're not at each other's throats. She did uh, have a a moment yesterday where she was really down because her mom had a piece of jewelry that was lost. It was a necklace um, that they had uh, salvaged from a house fire, and the necklace was the only thing that they were able to save. And her dad had given it to her mom when she was 14, which I find that. You know, a little suspicious, but whatever. Um, so when her mom was 14, she got that necklace. They saved it from the fire that they had that burned down everything that they owned. And they melted it into something uh, new. It was a little, little bitty piece of jewelry. It was a diamond with some sort of uh, uh, adornment around the diamond. And uh, somehow that snapped off the necklace while she was doing yard work. And there ain't no finding that bitch. Because it's the size of your pinky nail if not smaller and she was uh sitting on a freaking um riding lawnmower one of those big industrial ones that you see on the highway cutting the grass out in their yard and um she said she noticed when she wiped her neck from the sweat excuse me and uh she noticed the chain was broken and i was like son of a bitch they don't even want her riding on that damn thing anyway and the, when she does get on it something goes wrong I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like her mom tries to validate not having a 9-to-5 a by doing other crap that she doesn't need to do. She doesn't need to cut the grass. The dad cuts the grass, and he doesn't have a problem with it. He'll cut it on his off days when he ain't working. And he, has, he doesn't complain. He doesn't say two shits about it. But she feels that she needs to do it because she needs to pull her weight or she needs to be just as valuable as him. Look, woman, you're not going to touch his salary. He makes us six figures a year, okay? And her little $40,000 a year job is is not going to touch that. Um, but don't get me wrong, once again, she pulls her weight. She, uh, she does quite a lot of administrative work for the volunteer fire department here. And that's, that's her paid position. Um, she runs EMS teams and coordinates stuff for the fire department. And, you know, that place wouldn't wouldn't be what it is without her um and of course her dad does his part too because he's the 
Uh, he's the fire captain. Um, I think he's also the EMS captain, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, which I find that a little strange because I don't even know when he's done his uh, continuing education certifications, which he's supposed to do every freaking year. <laughs> uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure I did his for him. Yeah, I did. I did do his continuing education search for him. Um, but he's never going to go on a call anyway because he's always at work. And if he is going to go on a call, he's just going to drive. So he doesn't have to work up a patient or stabilize him or whatever, which, you know, he's been doing it for 30 years. I'm sure he knows what he's doing. But even still, if somebody were to come and try to validate that, they'd be like, hey, you didn't do these. I can tell because you, you can't answer any of the questions I'm asking you. <laughs> uh. So, what else is new in my life? I feel I'm feeling sick. My head has been killing me pretty much all day since yesterday. I'm really worried my medications are making me sick because um, I haven't felt like this in a very long time. And if my meds are making me sick, I need to get that fixed. I can't be having this. The VA shut down my claims again. I asked for a higher level review and they're like, nope, none of it's in your record. And I'm like, okay, I know that I wasn't treated for tuberculosis exposure when I was in the military, but I caught it while I was in the military. Where else would I have gotten it? Where else? I've been to Afghanistan, Iraq, and Nicaragua. Uh, I didn't travel to any of those places outside of the military. I, I went to New York. Okay, New York's a highly populated city. It's possible that it's there. But I, I didn't like shake hands with somebody that was sick. I didn't share a drink or a cigarette or any of that stuff with somebody that was possibly ill. So how, how can you say that? How can you say that because it's not in your record, we can't give it to you? you I got it while I was there. Look, listen to me sounding like a freaking veteran that got contact with Agent Orange. But it's still crap. It's still crap that they won't recognize that I, I got it from the military. There's, there's, how else? I even worked with tuberculosis patients when I was like 20 years old. So you gotta, you gotta cut me some slack here. I know I got it during my enlistment. Anyway, um, what else? What else to keep you folks occupied and entertained? My ear. Oh, good grief! And this one, you probably, you folks probably don't want to hear. My ear is still clogged up, and it's been clogged up. I've tried flushing it out. It's, it's scooping out what's in there with a freaking Q-tip, but it's on my it's on my eardrum. And I had the nurse look at it like last week or even maybe two weeks ago. I'm not sure. And she was like, "Oh yeah, it's it's on the it's on the eardrum. You need to get some sort of cleaner and clean it out." And I've tried that crap before. It, I, either I didn't use it right or I didn't use it enough because it it didn't work. I had to have somebody get in there with a, a medical instrument and, and scrape that crap out because it's on the eardrum. You know how painful it is to scrape something off of your eardrum? That sucks. Anyway. So, trying to debate what I'm going to have on here because there's some more personal stuff that I've been dealing with here recently that I'm not sure if I'm going to share. Maybe I'll share it later on. Uh, I do have a couple of friends that are going through some stuff again. 
apart from the girl being inappropriately touched, which I haven't heard from her recently. I don't know how she's doing. Uh, I know she's still pretty shaken up about it. She's really been in her feelings. Uh, another friend of mine from Waco who has a kid, um, she's been struggling financially because she took on a part-time job from a full-time job. She was a math teacher. Got her master's degree, too. Uh, she's been going through a lot ever since she left her husband. Um, there was some some safety concerns there for her and her child, so she, she ran and she was on the run and uh, she came to Waco and, and got involved with a group and she was getting treatment for PTSD because some serious stuff happened to her during her marriage and uh, she's been dealing with a divorce and I, I was there as a support as best I could be and you know uh, dropped the kid off with his dad which that allowed me to be a barrier between him and her because she was afraid to see him in person she was afraid to have contact with him at all and um you know, with with my mom and, and her second divorce, that was pretty messy. And so my, my heart kind of broke for that lady because, you know, she was married to a, a, a church worker. I think he was a youth minister. And um, she, she was not expecting, like, it completely blindsided her to the type of things that were going on in their marriage. And, uh, she's still, you know, picking up the pieces after that. It's still been a struggle. They had this really freaking nice apartment. And she was struggling to keep her regular job because she was having, you know, PTSD symptoms. And so she had to step down to a, a part-time job and, and homeschool her kid. So that's been interesting. Um, because, I mean, there's only so much you can do. You know, they, they've got to handle that on their own. You can't, you know, give them a pill and expect them to be all better. That's a, that's a process. That's a lengthy process. And sometimes it's ugly. There were times where she would hit me up and say, hey, I'm having an emergency. Can, can I see you? And I would, I would meet her in a parking lot and sit in her car for like 30 minutes just talking her down from her her stress. And when I say stress, like she, she couldn't stop moving her hands. She was like, it's called pleading. It's when you're, you're you know, rubbing your fingers over something and roughing it up. Um, you know, we had to go through grounding techniques and I had to get her connected back to the the here and now because she kept thinking about what had happened and how this guy was a monster and all this other stuff and it's really one of those what is it lifeline movies our, our story has been a lifeline movie that is for sure uh, anyway so what I'm dealing with now is that you know I'm trying to fit in at this new job and I'm trying to feel like I'm I'm carrying an equal burden because that's that's what you want to do with the people you work with. These doctors and nurse practitioners are, are really on you to, to keep up and to do things accurately and, and, and thoroughly. And um, I'm just trying to, to, you know, to show that, hey, I, I do know what I'm doing. I have done this before. Um, the, the trick of it is, is that there's a couple of things where they bring up that, that throw a curveball at me. It's like, man, I haven't done that in over 10 years. What does that even look like anymore? So I definitely feel that I'm I'm really rusty on several several skills, uh, but I can I can still do my needlework just fine. I can still draw blood just fine. I can still take vitals just fine, which are real basic stuff, but it's still necessary because you do them so often. Um, I can still you know draw up the, the samples and mix medications. Uh, that's all well and fine. But, man, I, I got to tell you, I, I go in there a little bit nervous every day that I'm going to fuck something up. Because <laughs> that's all it takes. 
That's all it takes is one mistake that's big enough to where not only are you going to get fired, but you know you're you're going to have something that um, could possibly be put on your work record and, and follow you around, where somebody was going to be like, "What? You uh, didn't draw somebody's lab and they needed that test to show their liver function and they went into liver failure because y'all didn't catch it? Whoa." <laughs> Don't do that crap. Or you had a, a blood draw and you spun it in the centrifuge, but you weren't supposed to do that because it's not a test that you spin. So that sample is now uh, unuseful, and the test result you were supposed to get from that was potentially going to save this person's life. Whew! Don't worry. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. Uh, and I, I think that's part of me, you know, growing back into my old role is that. There was pressure to perform. There was pressure to, to, you know, know what, know, know your stuff, and um, and not screw up, because it's very important that you do everything right. I'm I'm getting to the house now, and I feel like I've bored you folks enough. Uh, if you're listening out there, maybe you can pull some sound bites from me and, and make fun of me. That's what other people are doing. Anyway. Um, once again, October 24th, I'm doing a digital performance along with some other veterans, and it's called uh, Poetic Theater Productions. Make sure you look us up. Either Google search us or uh, Facebook search us. We're out there, Poetic Theater Productions. Um, it's the Veteran Transformation, Veteran Voices, and the topic is transformation. Veteran Voices Transformation. Uh, it should be a good time. There's, there's some really good work there. And so hopefully... You'll get to tune in. It's it's free, but if you want to donate, they're taking donations because they need it to stay, you know, able to produce these things. And uh, that's pretty much it for me for now. This is Aaron with Southeast Third signing off. God bless you. Hey, what's up, Anchor Nation? I got another stimulating update. I just wanted to talk a little bit more about work because uh, I'm. Oh, there's dogs in the room. Okay, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about something that happened at work today um, that just really frustrated me and I talked to one of my co-workers I talked to him about it and he he was on the same page as me is he as aggravated as I am maybe not I don't know he's been working with this co-worker that I'm mentioning you know, longer than I have and the, the point is though is that he and I see this behavior and we're on the same page about it um, so this co-worker that I'm frustrated with uh, earlier today, we were taking our lunch breaks. They start at 11.30, and I was scheduled to go out at 11.30 on my lunch. And this coworker says, I need to change. Would you mind swapping with me? Something was wrong with this coworker's shirt, and they needed to go change for whatever reason. And so um, I made sure that that was okay by looking at the schedule and seeing, um, all right, well, if we flip, then that means I do 12.30 to 1.30, and I've got a patient coming in. And so I talked to this coworker and said, hey, well, if we're swapping, could you get this patient when they check in? Because they're going to check in while I'm still on lunch. And this coworker said, yes. 45 minutes later, uh, I, I talked to this coworker again and say, look, would you mind getting them? Because I'm about to uh, take my lunch break. You mind? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I, I wasn't about to. I was like, before you... When you come back from your lunch break, would you mind getting them? Um, because I'll be, I'll be on my lunch break and I won't be able to get that patient. 
And the second time, this coworker says, yeah, I'll do it. Come back from lunch, and I log into our, our chat software, and the patient has been sitting out there, but nobody's made contact with them. And so they have to, someone has to ask, I think it was our nurse practitioner, our nurse practitioner has to get on there and says, hey, has anybody gotten with that patient? Because Aaron's on lunch, who's covering? The whole point of us working that out is so that that wouldn't happen. Because when that happened, our boss lady who assigned us lunch schedules sees that we didn't follow the lunch schedule that she puts out and she has to make a fuss about it. She has to remind us, hey, I set the lunch schedule and when you don't follow it, stuff like this happens and then I don't, I, it looks like I don't know what's going on. So she has to print out a schedule, which we already have, and hands it to all of us. It makes, makes a, she didn't make a scene, but she had to tell us, look, do what I said, and, and broke it down. And then had to confront this coworker about, well, you took your lunch at 1130, and I had your schedules for 1230, and when you don't follow it, I, I don't know what's happening. And, and, you know, stuff like this occurs, where the patient wasn't covered because you were doing something else. I, I talked to this person twice, way before they took their lunch and before they took their lunch so that they knew, cover that patient because I'm going to be on lunch. And the whole purpose is that we work this out amongst ourselves. We don't have to have somebody micromanaging us. It was like that, that, that movie, the, the office space, where three different people come down to the guy. It's like, hey, we need to talk about your TPS reports. I'm on it. I'm taking care of it. But it, 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 this individual just made life more difficult because they, they wanted to do something else other than take on the patient. And so I talked later today because it's just going to be me and this individual tomorrow. And we got, you know, patients that we got to see. And I said, uh, so how do you want to split this up? Do you want to do the morning patients or the afternoon patients? And come to find out, this individual doesn't want to do afternoon patients at all. And so I'm like, well... That explains a lot. And, and you know what? Oh, there's trash that just flew out of that truck. That's not cool. Um, so now I know, but I mean, we can't, we can't sit here and, and, and not have this individual never see patients in the afternoon because that's not how our boss lady assigns it. She gives people morning or afternoon or all day. And she flips it. So one person will work with one doctor and another person will work with another doctor. And then the next day, you may switch. So instead of working with the doctor you worked with yesterday, you'll work with a new one. Which frustrating is, is that I, I'm trying to be competent and show that, you know, we don't need someone to, to constantly watch what we're doing. Excuse me, because the, the software does that for us. It tracks, you know, how much time we spend doing this out of the other. And having that extra layer of somebody checking in on us is aggravating. It's aggravating when, when I ask you to do something twice and you tell me you're going to do it, you don't do it. Oh, do your job. Uh, yeah, and listen to me on my high horse like I'm Mr. Perfect, does everything right at work. And actually, this individual's been doing it going on eight months now, uh, almost nine, if, if, if I know, remember exactly when this individual started. Um, and it's like, fuck, you've been doing this long enough. And I, I have to go to this person and, and ask for guidance. Like, hey, did I, did I miss something here? Or is there something I'm forgetting? Or does this look right? Or I, I don't recognize this. I've never seen this before. Can you help me out? That's hard. 
that's hard to have to go to that person and and uh, and get an answer for them when I when I'm aggravated that they're not doing something that that even someone of my limited experience and knowledge knows to do. Get the patient. Get the patient when they get there. Don't spend five ten minutes waiting on them or, or doing something else when the patient's there. Keep up with the freaking messenger and you'll know when they're there. They, they check in with the ladies at the front desk who immediately tell us as soon as they hear. They don't wait, you know, uh, two, not even five minutes. They, they, they're Johnny on the spot. Uh, uh, less than two. By the time the patient calls them, they hang up the phone, they do what they need to do, and in less than two minutes they're saying, hey, the patient's here. They may not tell us what vehicle they're in, which is... Yeah, I'd like that, but, you know, it's not perfect, and uh, they, they handle a lot, so I'm not bitching about that. But, you know, they're, they're quick. They're like, hey, the, the patient's here. They've just been sitting out in their car. Uh, great. Now that I know that, uh, I'll get my, my utensils and, and documents together, and I'll go. But since it was the freaking afternoon, this individual does not want to freaking do it. You just made me, and you look stupid. And then now she has to, to say something that affects all of us when it was just me and this other coworker. We're only two involved, but now it's a big deal. And thankfully, boss lady said something to this coworker directly, and I got that. And yeah, I'm not the type of person to say you can be a, a, a dick or a or bitch or an asshole to get results. I'm, I've never been that kind of person. You know, when you make a huge mistake, that you know affects someone's life or costs you lots and lots of money then there's a time to be mad about that but when it comes to to micromanaging and you want to be a jerk about it that's not my uh mo personally and it feels like this boss lady is you know my way or the highway you're gonna you know leadership means do what i say or i'll fucking kill you type of shit uh no it's not that serious but that's you know she's she's serious about what she does i don't blame her you know, she used to be a nurse, and now she's a clinic administrator. So she she moved into a bigger role of responsibility, and it and she's competitive. She's she's driven. She's goal oriented. And uh, when her subordinates aren't following her directives, you know she gets frustrated. And I don't I don't blame her. I would just personally take a different approach. Anyway, so that that happened today, and that was that was tough. That was tough. So I tell my other coworker, the guy, and I say. Um, Dude, is, has this been happening to you? And he's like, yeah, actually. A couple of times. You know, we're actually, well, more than a couple, several times. Um, and I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I, I just want you to know because because uh, he ended up covering that patient for me, not the other coworker that I asked. He jumped up and, and jumped in, uh, which he's really good about doing. I got really got to commend him. He's great about that. But this other coworker is like, you know, yeah, that's happened to me. And I said, man, I, I just want you to know I, I didn't expect our other co-worker to miss that. Um, I asked him twice. And, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't mean to throw that on you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know. So then I had to do that, too. And I, I didn't want to. I didn't expect to because I asked this person twice. Shit. <sighs> okay. I just... I'm not going to cause a confrontation at work over something this trivial, but I am going to get this individual's preferences out in the open so that I know in the future, you know what, I'm not just going to ask you anymore. I'm going to ask the, the other coworker that I have that's actually going to, you know, keep up with shit 
and do it. And you want to you want to do something else. You want to you know not talk to and interact with people. You know you get people out. People have that personality. That happens. People get overloaded on their patient interaction. I get it. It was just aggravating to me that this situation occurred and it could have been avoided if the freaking co-worker would have just done their freaking job. <sighs> okay. I got that out now. Thank you, Acre Nation, for listening to me, bitch. I promise you it's not that serious. This is all real basic stuff. The only thing that's serious that we do is when, you know, we're just testing for neuropathy and we got to shock them with a little bit of a current. That... It doesn't feel good. It doesn't hurt, but it's very uncomfortable. You know, your foot's twitching. You're getting shocked by like, uh, you know, 12 volts or something. And uh, it's like milliamps, you know. Um, and then there's the needle needlework when we do venipuncture. That's serious. Nobody wants to get poked or prodded. Uh, yeah. And then you don't want to give a bad medication. You get a bad medication to somebody, that can kill them. So that's serious. Uh, but everything else that we do, the, the recording, the documenting, the taking the vital signs, getting their medication history, it's like, man, just just be cool. And just do it. <laughs> anyway, this has been Aaron Rollins with another fascinating episode from Southeast Third. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Right, what's up, Anchor Nation? I got another stimulating update. I just wanted to talk a little bit more about work because uh, some. Oh, there's dogs in the room. Okay, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about something that happened at work today um, that just really frustrated me. And I talked to one of my coworkers. I talked to him about it, and he he was on the same page as me. Is he as aggravated as I am? Maybe not. I don't know. He's been working with this coworker that I'm mentioning you know, longer than I have, and. The, the point is, though, is that he and I see this behavior and we're on the same page about it. Um, so this coworker that I'm frustrated with, uh, earlier today, we were taking our lunch breaks. They start at 1130 and I was scheduled to go out at 1130 on my lunch. And this coworker says, I need to change. Would you mind swapping with me? Something was wrong with this coworker's shirt and they needed to go change for whatever reason. And so... Um, I made sure that that was okay by looking at the schedule and seeing, um, all right, well, if we flip, then that means I do 1230 to 130 and I've got a patient coming in. And so I talked to this coworker and said, hey, well, if we're swapping, could you get this patient when they check in? Because they're going to check in while I'm still on lunch. And this coworker said, yes. 45 minutes later, uh, I, I talked to this coworker again and say, look, would you mind getting them because I'm about to uh, take my lunch break. You mind? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I, I wasn't about to. I was like, before you, when you come back from your lunch break, would you mind getting them? Um, because I'll be I'll be on my lunch break and I won't be able to get that patient. And the second time, this coworker says, yeah, I'll do it. Come back from lunch and I log into our, our chat software and the patient has been sitting out there, but nobody's made contact with them. And so they have to, someone has to ask, I think it was our nurse practitioner. Our nurse practitioner has to get on there and says, hey, has anybody gotten with that patient? Because Aaron's on lunch, who's covering. <sighs> the whole point of us working that out is so that that wouldn't happen. Because when that happened, 
our boss lady who assigned us lunch schedules sees that we didn't follow the lunch schedule that she puts out and she has to make a fuss about it. She has to remind us, hey, I set the lunch schedule and when you don't follow it, stuff like this happens and then I don't, I, it looks like I don't know what's going on. So she has to print out a schedule, which we already have, and hands it to all of us. It makes, makes a, she didn't make a scene, but she had to tell us, look, do what I said and, and broke it down. And then had to confront this coworker about, well, you took your lunch at 1130 and I had your schedules for 1230 and when you don't follow it, I, I don't know what's happening. And, and, you know, stuff like this occurs where the patient wasn't covered because you were doing something else. I, I talked to this person twice, way before they took their lunch and before they took their lunch so that they knew, cover that patient because I'm going to be on lunch. And the whole purpose is that we work this out amongst ourselves. We don't have to have somebody micromanaging us. It was like that, that, that movie, the, the office space, where three different people come down to the guy. It's like, hey, we need to talk about your TPS reports. I'm on it. I'm taking care of it. But it, 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 this individual just made life more difficult because they, they wanted to do something else other than take on the patient. And so I talked later today because it's just going to be me and this individual tomorrow. And we got you know patients that we got to see. And I said, uh, so how do you want to split this up? Do you want to do the morning patients or the afternoon patients? We come to find out, this individual doesn't want to do afternoon patients at all. And so I'm like, well, that explains a lot. And, and you know, it, oh, there's trash that just flew out of that truck. That's not cool. Um, so now I know, but I mean, we can't. We can't sit here and, and, and not have this individual never see patients in the afternoon because that's not how our boss lady assigns it. She gives people morning or afternoon or all day and she flips it. So one person will work with one doctor and another person will work with another doctor. And then the next day you may switch. So instead of working with the doctor you worked with yesterday, you'll work with a new one. What's frustrating is, is that I, I'm trying to be competent and show that you know we don't need someone to, to constantly watch what we're doing excuse me because the, the software does that for us it tracks you know how much time we spend doing this out of the other and having that extra layer of somebody checking in on us is aggravating it's aggravating when when I ask you to do something twice and you tell me you're gonna do it you don't do it oh do your job Uh, yeah, and listen to me on my high horse like I'm Mr. Perfect, does everything right at work. And it, it, actually, this individual's been doing it going on eight months now, uh, almost nine, if, if, if I know remember exactly when this individual started. Um, and it's like, fuck, you've been doing this long enough. And I have to go to this person and ask for guidance. Like, hey, did I did I miss something here? Or is there something I'm forgetting? Or does this look right? Or I don't recognize this. I've never seen this before. Can you help me out? That's hard. That's hard to have to go to that person and, and, uh, and get an answer for them when, I, when I'm aggravated that they're not doing something that, that even someone of my limited experience and knowledge knows to do. Get the patient. Get the patient when they get there. Don't spend five, ten minutes waiting on them or, or doing something else when the patient's there. Keep up with the freaking messenger and you'll know when they're there. They, they check in with the ladies at the front desk who immediately tell us as soon as they hear. They don't wait, you know, 
uh, not even five minutes. They're Johnny on the spot. Uh, Less than two. By the time the patient calls them, they hang up the phone, they do what they need to do, and then in less than two minutes, they're saying, hey, the patient's here. They may not tell us what vehicle they're in, which is, yeah, I'd like that, but, you know, it's not perfect, and uh, they, they handle a lot, so I'm not bitching about that. But, you know, they're, they're quick. They're like, hey, the, the patient's here. They've just been sitting out in their car. Uh, great. Now that I know that, uh, I'll get my, my utensils and, and documents together, and I'll go. But since it was the freaking afternoon, this individual does not want to freaking do it. You just made me and you look stupid. And then now she has to, to say something that affects all of us when it was just me and this other coworker. We're only two involved, but now it's a big deal. And thankfully, boss lady said something to this coworker directly, and I got that. And yeah, I'm not the type of person to say you can be a. a a dick or a, or a bitch or an asshole to get results. I'm, I've never been that kind of person. You know, when you make a huge mistake that, you know, affects someone's life or costs you lots and lots of money, then there's a time to be mad about that. But when it comes to, to micromanaging and you want to be a jerk about it, that's not my uh, MO personally. And it feels like this boss lady is, you know, my way or the highway. You're going to you know, leadership means do what I say or I'll fucking kill you type of shit. Uh, no, it's not that serious. But that's, you know, she's she's serious about what she does. And I don't blame her. You know, she used to be a nurse and now she's a clinic administrator. So she she moved into a bigger role of responsibility. And it and she's competitive. She's, she's driven. She's goal-oriented. And uh, when her subordinates aren't following her directives... You know, she gets frustrated, and I don't, I don't blame her. I would just personally take a different approach. Anyway, so that that happened today, and that was that was tough. That was tough. So I tell my other coworker, the guy, and I say, um, "Dude, is, has this been happening to you?" And he's like, "Yeah, actually, a couple of times. You know, we're actually well, more than a couple, several times." Um, and I'm just like, "Okay, well." You know, I, I just want you to know because because um, he ended up covering that patient for me, not the other coworker that I asked. He jumped up and, and jumped in, uh, which he's really good about doing. I got really got to commend him. He's great about that. But this other coworker is like, you know, yeah, that's happened to me. And I said, man, I, I just want you to know I, I didn't expect our other coworker to miss that. Um, I asked him twice, and uh, you know. I, I didn't mean to throw that on you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know. So I had to do that, too. And I, I didn't want to. I didn't expect to because I asked this person twice. Shit. <sighs> okay. I just... I'm not going to cause a confrontation at work over something this trivial. But I am going to get this individual's preferences out in the open so that I know in the future, you know what, I'm not just going to ask you anymore. I'm going to ask the, the other coworker that I have that's actually going to, you know, keep up with shit and do it. And you want to you do something else? You want to, you know, not talk to and interact with people? You know, you get peopled out? People have that personality. That happens. People get overloaded on their patient interaction. I get it. It was just aggravating to me that this situation occurred and it could have been avoided if the freaking coworker would have just done their freaking job. <sighs> okay. 
I got that out now. Thank you, Acre Nation, for listening to me, bitch. I promise you it's not that serious. This is all real basic stuff. The only thing that's serious that we do is when, you know, we're test- testing for neuropathy and we got to shock them with a little bit of a current. That It doesn't feel good. It doesn't hurt, but it's very uncomfortable. You know, your foot's twitching. You're getting shocked by, like, uh, you know, 12 volts or something. And uh, it's like milliamps, you know. Um, and then there's the needle needlework when we do venipuncture. That's serious. Nobody wants to get poked and prodded. Uh, yeah. And then you don't want to give a bad medication. You get a bad medication to somebody, that can kill them. So that's serious. Uh, but everything else that we do, the, the recording, the documenting, the taking the vital signs, getting their medication history, it's like, man, just... Just be cool. And just do it. (laughs) Anyway, this has been Aaron Rollins with another fascinating episode from Southeast 3rd. Thank you for listening. God bless you.